Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 348. I am your host, Jordan Biorti, and joining me today on this wonderful lunchtime podcast is the excellent Chris DeHoog. Hey. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh, uh, you know, it's a dreary day in lockdown, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it only took us two hours to get this thing started. So. Yeah, well, to, yeah, who doesn't love a good tech support problem? Yeah. Friggin' Zencaster, man. You get your get your stuff together here. The things we have to do. The stones we, we suffer for content. To deliver this hot uh, shipment of podcast goodness. Hot, hot goss. Hot game goss. <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> Oh, dude! <laughs> don't, don't don't reference Drag Race with me now. Don't get me started. How much I love that. Let's 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 reach out, RuPaul, Michelle Visage. If you're listening, be on our podcast. We'd love it. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a get. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just stoop to this level, yeah. Someone send this sends this to them. We didn't know that they wanted us on their podcast. <laughs> Just mega gamers, oh. everyone. Yeah. You know what? Uh, but uh, honest to God, I would actually love that idea. Like, I would love to like if if I ever could use this like our platform to like engage with some with people like because uh, I I always love the idea of actually like of actually like sitting down with someone like RuPaul or even like any of the queens on Drag Race and just like talking to them about it because like it's it's probably such an interesting conversation to have about like like you know, queer representation in video games and like even just like drag representation. Like it's such a huge thing now. Like, I mean, it's always been a pretty big thing, but like, especially now after like the, the success of something like drag race, you know, it's, it's interesting that you don't see, like you're not seeing like more media about it, even like in the indie scene. Yeah, that's true. It'd be cool. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's dive into the news, shall we? So um, starting off, we have a, a pretty interesting story that um, Microsoft is looking to split its revenue with uh, with like indie de- or not indie devs, just like PC developers who are going to like publish on like the Microsoft platform. Um, they're upping it from seventy percent to eighty eight percent. And uh, now I'm not a hundred percent sure because I was looking at the story today and. Um, I wasn't. I, you know, I was looking over their their like press release, and they're you know they're saying how they want to like they want to like make more of an effort to actually support people in the industry. So they didn't really, yeah. So they never really said up front that um, that they were doing it as a way of like competing against Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you can kind of see how this is a move to compete with, which. I think is really weird because it's like Steam right now uh, takes a thirty percent, like thirty percent of the revenue of any like games published on the storefront, right? Right. Pretty and standard. Yeah. But apparently, apparently, it's different now. Or it's it was about it was a year ago. I I I wasn't aware of this. Um, that so it's like developers keep uh 75% of the revenue if a game generates more than 10 million dollars and 80% if the game exceeds 10 million um so it is it's kind of like that weird thing that you know you saw um uh who was it was it uh was it not Activision was it EA that tied like 
developer bonuses to like Metacritic scores. Oh, that sounds like a very EA thing to do. It was what I, I can't remember, or maybe, or maybe it was Bethesda. It was, I think it was, yeah, it was Bethesda. No, it was. It was. I'm pretty sure it was Fallout New Vegas. They, they, they made those. They made poor Obsidian smash that game out in a in six months, and then they were like, <laughs> "Oh, if it gets a eighty on the Metacritic, we'll give you all a bonus." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's impossible task to 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 meet, but um, yeah. So like, the, you know, that idea that these devs have to kind of work extra hard to like make games that do well enough to like give them more of the money that they deserve for making the game. Um, whereas like you get valve was just raking in the cash for hosting the games, which is something, I guess. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the thing. I mean, like, like I said, 30% seems to be the standard as far as I can tell across most platforms. Like I don't have all the numbers, but I know that Apple with the app store uh, takes about 30%. For well, most cause it's the, it's the interesting thing because, because, um, the Epic Store, like right from the get-go, was only was only taking twelve percent. So they've been offering um, devs like eighty-eight percent since the very beginning. So it's weird that this would seem like it's a, it's a like 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 that it would be a move to sort of like because I know it, you know in the story itself, I think they do mention Steam at at one point. They were talking about, um, uh, yeah, they say uh, you know. Over the last eighteen months, we've launched games on PC like Age of Empires two and. Uh, Gears Tactics, Wasteland 3, uh, many of which topped the Steam charts at launch. So they don't right. mention Epic. So it's like, I guess that's why it kind of seems like maybe they're trying to like compete with Steam in terms of like revenue split or like getting people off Steam uh, and moving more to the micro, like the Microsoft store. Yeah, like I mean, everybody's, everybody's basically fighting for Steam's market share at this point. Like, Epic has to has to come in with that sort of selling point, I guess, to you know to to swing developers their way a little bit more. Um, and I guess Microsoft's just you know, if if they're doing it, like Microsoft can afford to take a hit on revenue for sure. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, like, what, what's realistically, what's Microsoft gonna lose on this in any capacity? It's not like it's like you know, it's not like with Steam where Steam, you know, and even like I, I mean, Epic too to a certain degree, but like. You know, Steam is just a storefront, right? Like Valve hasn't made a game in God knows how long. Um, you know, they're they're doing fine just licensing, you know, Portal to Bridge Builder and whatnot. Um, but like Microsoft, obviously, like it's 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 sort of like that um, that like Walmart philosophy or like Walmart like sort of like strategy that I remember someone talking about, where like like you know. Stores like you know big stores like this that don't like they don't necessarily need to make like money in one area because they can make it up in other areas. Right. Um, uh, I think you know what I think it was. It was I, I actually I, I, yeah I'm just so <laughs> you know it's 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 lunchtime and it took two hours to get this thing done. Um, this was this was back I remember when when people were talking about like Walmart and Target like in certain like parts of you know certain countries like banning the sale of like certain games like GTA or something like that were like. They were saying how like it's not really a big deal for a store like Walmart to do that because they can look good in, like in terms of like PR, you know, and they can appease all the like you know the angry like moms who are who don't want you know uh, games like this being sold because it's like what are they whatever they lose on you know potential game sales they can make up in like automotive or grocery or wherever it is they, that they need to right. Um, 
So Microsoft is sort of like the same thing. It's just like it's like yeah, they have the the the, the games for Windows, and they've had that like Windows storefront that has or like that Windows like developer. Uh, I guess yeah, like um, portal where like, I know a lot of people have been very like critical of it because even like in in the like when it first launched, it was very like it it wasn't very consumer friendly in terms of like of like ownership. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so it's just like yeah, like by Microsoft offering people like more or offering devs more like revenue split, it's just like they're obviously they won't feel it because you know any money that they stand to make, you know they're gonna make it. Or, or, or any money they stand to lose, you know, they're going to make it back in like phone sales and laptop and computer sales. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an ant buying. It's an ant biting a giant, really. Like, they're not going to feel any individual hit, you know? No, and they, and they can, you know, and they can they can put out a release like this and, and look good to people, right? And, and entice entice more devs to move over to to, to their publishing service. Now, I don't know whether or not it got better from what I remember it being like three four years ago that you know remains to be seen i haven't really like looked on at at the games for windows or the windows like storefront ever because you know steam exists yeah exactly (laughs) i don't i don't need something else and you know and 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 where 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 you don't have steam you've got the nintendo eShop. it's like steam (laughs) light <laughs> yeah, basically. Just with how much? Oh on. my god! With how much garbage asset flips are getting posted on that stupid storefront? Just just skim off the VR and some of the like filthiest stuff, and then you've pretty much got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still pretty bad. I saw I saw a a, a, a game on on the eShop. I don't know how the hell it gets like how the hell this stuff gets past Nintendo's supposedly very rigid like QA. And like you know, and and all the hoops of devs apparently have to jump through to get their games on the eShop. There was a game that was literally just called Night Vision. It was like five dollars, and all it was was just you using the the Joy-Con like infrared scanner to apparently have like quote unquote night vision. And I was like, this is a thing that's being sold on a store bearing Nintendo's name for five dollars. Actually, no, it was more than it. it was like $10. Oh my God, really? And I was like, are you out of your mind? The audacity, first of all. <laughs> like, how dare you? Like, I've literally actually seen now to the point where I've actually seen people post the same like asset flip. It's called like Bullet or something or like, like whatever it was called. Like there was, a, there's a certain like asset pack that you saw show, like popping up on Steam. I've seen a couple versions of that go up on the eShop too. Like it just had different, it was just under different names. See now, like when I, when I was saying filth, I was talking about like the literal smut that gets on there. Because I went on the eShop on like last Friday to look at uh, the new Picross game, and one of the other new releases was some I I don't know some kind of harem game or something, but just looked absolutely absolutely filthy. I'm thinking, yeah, this is this the same Nintendo that 20 years ago wouldn't like Listen. wouldn't publish anything that had like hit like a hint of cleavage or whatever. Like we used to, these have such high like censorship standards. And like now Sony is the one everyone's like saying is over censoring stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no shortage of like the hentai visual novel on switch. And you know what? Hey, I say power to it. (laughs) It's just, it's just, just bizarre to see that on, on from Nintendo. Like, like I was saying, it's just like, they used to be so so prudish almost. And now there's just like this borderline, pornography almost 
Well, that's what I mean, right? In terms of like, you know, the quality standards, it's just like, you know, it's like you got to make up your mind across the board. I know, maybe I don't, I don't know if Nintendo of Japan was always so like hard lined against that stuff. Um, Might have been more of a yeah of a Nintendo of America push because of everything that was going on in the early '90s here with the violence and yeah. like, Night Trap and all that stuff. Well, then there was even that story not that long ago about that one uh, like Nintendo rep. I forget her name now. It's been so long, but she was you know she because she had like you know some risque like modeling on the side while she was working at Nintendo. She ended up getting like let go for Seriously? that. Right? What year? Yeah, is this? this was like this was like I think like five six years ago. Oh my god. And she was like a well-known like Nintendo rep for like a lot of their like media stuff, um, yeah. And then they found out that she had sort of like I I don't, I don't know if it was an OnlyFans like because this might have been this might have predated or OnlyFans or OnlyFans might have existed but we just didn't know about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you know she had like a modeling sort of thing and like and uh, yeah, and then they, they found out about it and then they or or someone found out about it you know sent it over to nintendo and then they were like we have to let her go because of our like family friendly image i mean that would that would only be a factor to anybody if it was like richie Fellame doing that like like who like who else is that known that they would associate a name with the nintendo right like it has to be on that level yeah a um, silly decision on their part but i feel like if it was reggie though people would be like Everyone would be like for it, you know what I mean? They'd be like, "His yes, body you is know ready." That Reggie porn. His body is ready. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, to exactly. get to get back on topic, <laughs> yeah. uh, what's weird to me actually is just seeing that you know, Microsoft being this transparent with numbers and stuff like that. And you know, like I'm kind of curious. I'm always kind of curious, like what the deal with Game Pass is, like, like it, like our developers being screwed along the line at some point with this, like. So to see them being this transparent with their PC numbers, I'm thinking like, well, what's going on on your console side? Like, what do you do? Like, are you going to change things on that end? Like, how is it fair to split the one region or the one market, but not the other? Like, are, are, like will they just change things for console-only developers? Or console-only um, sales? I'm not sure, because apparently, apparently this whole thing is kind of like a push towards, um, like, making things a lot better for i guess like for both like the end user and for like developers um yeah so this is kind of the thing they were talking about how like you know uh like they were you know that says here in the release that like halo infinite will support uh multiplayer cross play and cross progression um creating experiences tailored to pc gamers so I don't know. I think I think it, it, you know to a certain degree, it's like it really is more about like getting people into like PC gaming or making just like making PC gaming kind of a more ubiquitous thing, because it is kind of like it is kind of like a walled garden right now. Um, oh. And you and you see, I mean, not even just with like in terms of like access, you see it like just in terms of like mentality, right? The people who are all like, "Oh, consoles are for babies, PC master race," <laughs> like. It's like, yeah, but not everyone can afford a $2,000 PC, so thank you for coming out. Um, well, at Plus Plus right now, like speaking as someone who desperately needs to update his PC, um, just getting the, the components, period, like getting the good stuff yeah. is just difficult right now. It's going to be for the next year or so. So, I mean, there's that added complication as well. So, uh, yeah, taking some stress off at that level would be nice. You know, it's funny. I worked I worked with a guy. I was talking to him yesterday, and he literally said to me, he's like, I need to upgrade my PC. He's like, I need to upgrade to a laptop. And I'm like, are you running like a Commodore 64? Like, how is a laptop an upgrade at this point? Like, 
it's it's not don't get <laughs> there's, me, there's, don't get me wrong I, I you know i love my surface book too but like i would you know it's it's not comparable to like you know an actual like proper like you know gaming pc that's like rigged specifically for that it's not even close no there's no comparison <laughs> even even the times where like where i'm working on this and you know I, i'm running photoshop and like the 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 fan is just you know taken off like a goddamn jet engine and i'm just like oh my god i just i wish i love you but i wish you were just a little bit better <laughs> yeah my, my my laptop is so much newer than my than my old desktop but yeah it does not handle things like any better <laughs> yeah surprisingly so I don't know. I guess we'll. I guess we'll. Uh, we'll. We'll. We'll have to see how this. Uh, how this shakes out. But I mean, like anything, any kind of any kind of like you know move like this, where you know these these billion dollar corporations make things slightly better for the people who are like you know putting things on their their storefronts and making them the money that they're taking in, um, is always a good news story. So yeah, definitely. That is the big takeaway. Yeah, like there's you know we've seen that you know some some AAA companies that have four letter acronyms, maybe not yep. supporting their, uh, their, their dev staff, the people who actually make the game. So, you know, if this enables them to pass some of that down a little bit further, then hey, I'm all for yeah. it. And who knows, maybe, maybe it might actually, you know, start lighting a fire under uh valve's ass to start, you know, offering better services because uh, steam, it's like you know, it's 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 the kind of thing where it's like when you're the only when you're the only game in town, you don't need to offer that much of a game. So, yeah, that's true. Let's uh, maybe they they'll finally bring out uh, Half Life Three. No, they can't make it make it a make it a make it a Steam exclusive. There's, no, they they can't at this point. It's just not feasible. Can you imagine if it actually launches? No one would be happy. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> it's more valuable to them as a myth and like this pipe dream. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, I mean, they did Half Life Alex, and people were pretty happy about that. So just keep making spinoffs forever. You, you can never do Half Life Three. I guess that's true because you know what? Like, it's it's. I, I, I think about I think about I think about Kingdom Hearts Three so much. Um, <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly no you know what I, I i was thinking about it just because like yeah it's just it really is one of those that that thing where like you know because i get really bored during the day so i started thinking about dumb stuff like how <laughs> bad the story of kingdom hearts is and just like why people like it, it, even think it's like remotely good just, even like as a game it's just not that good i don't know why we put such like a pedigree behind kingdom hearts um that's because we were all you know 16 when we played it and we thought it was this edgy deep bullshit and it really wasn't um but like it's it really is that thing with kingdom hearts 3 right where there was just like such a gap between kingdom hearts 2 and the third one and there was like so many like spin-offs in between that like there it was like kingdom hearts 3 was never gonna live up to that expectation that anyone had set for it and mm -hmm. then i it, honestly it really didn't like it came out, everyone was excited about it when it came out, and then like a week later, like no one was talking about it. Like nobody, everyone had moved on. Yeah, I mean, I, I clocked out mentally when they said there was going to be no Final Fantasy characters in it, because I was Yeah, like, that's that, what I was thinking blend. about the other day. So I can't speak personally for how it was, but watching it from the outside, I was like, oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out soon. And then it hit, and then it quickly receded. I went um, on this weird, like, I went on this weird, like, thought train the other day, because I was thinking about how, like, Tifa... Tifa's like model, like not even just her model, but like her like the way her like character was drawn 
in like the Final Fantasy VII like manual book. Like she's such a doofy looking character, and then like the way she looks now in the game is like is, you know specifically a result of like Advent Children, but she doesn't look anything like she like looked like you know in the in the in the like you know Tetsuro Nomoya's like original design for her. She's got this like little like round face and this big doofy smile. Like she looks like an idiot. Yeah, her concept art looks always always looked really weird in the right. menu. It's just <laughs> exactly. this is a really niche pull here, but yeah, that like the it, it doesn't even look like the art that like the actual art if if you look at it outside of the game, like the menu version of it is just like twisted somehow, like they messed up the proportions at some point. No, that's what I mean, right? So then it's always the, and then for some reason that got me thinking about how like how they like they like they you know she kind of looks more like her original design in kingdom hearts 2 even though she's like sort of modeled after her advent children thing and then i was like and then all of a sudden i was like i was just like it it hit me i was like wait a minute i was like why didn't they put any final fantasy characters in three like they completely abandoned that whole thing like which was like the biggest draw about or one of the biggest draws about Kingdom Hearts, right? It was like Final Fantasy meets Disney, and it's like, oh, there's a concept. That's what that's what got me in. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, yeah, like it's just so it's just so it's just so like weird that they completely abandoned it. But then I and then I started thinking about how like like you you really see how like the lines sort like how like the whole the whole like house of cards that was Kingdom Hearts just completely falls apart in the second game because like the structure of it is so bad. I, I was I was recently replaying it and it's just so poorly put together because it's just like, it's like they, you can see how the game so clearly only wants to be about the like organization 13 and like nobody business, but they still have to shoehorn in all of the Disney stuff. So it's like they just, they segment all the worlds and this like this really poor, like bad like narrative structure where it's like okay you're gonna go to the disney world and like kind of do the disney stuff in the first half and then the second half is just going to be completely abandoned all of that and we're going to contrive reasons for you to go back to these worlds so that you can do all the organization (laughs) stuff which is the real story we're trying to tell here it just it completely just gets away from itself it's so bad See, I, I, I'm afraid to go back to it and burst the bubble about my memories of kingdom hearts too so i mean when 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 Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming out, I was doing a replay. Like I, I replayed the first game and I accepted it for being dated for what it was and kept thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to KH2 and it's going to be great because I love that game. No. And then I got hung up on the end game stuff in one and never went back to it and had no reason to play three right away. So I'm just, I'm, I'm sticking to my Halcyon day memories and uh, no, not I, bursting that bubble. As someone, as someone who, who did kind of the same thing when three was coming out, I was kind of excited. So I went back and started playing one and i was going to go through like all of them um or at least to the degree that i wanted to go through all of them because you know i had i had sunk enough time into like dream drop distance and you know three five eight over two days um 3.14 i wasn't getting yeah the the birth by sleep fragmentary passage 1.59273 whatever the hell it was called um and, and and i'll 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 tell you like honestly like number one kingdom hearts one kind of as an isolated thing like on its own like kind of works like again the more you play it the more you realize like that the the inclusion of the disney stuff like is completely meaningless it has nothing to do with the actual plot you know the final fantasy stuff actually has more to do with the plot of kingdom hearts than the the disney stuff there's no reason for it to be involved it just Mm -hmm. is um 
but like you can kind of see how like it's like sort of involved and as an uh, it's its own little isolated thing it's like it does kind of work but then yeah once two happens it's it all goes to shit like even people who say like oh well the gameplay is really good in two it's like the combat is better it's still not great but there's just there's so much of that game that's in, that's wrapped up around orb collecting that i didn't real like i didn't remember when i first played it like i just oh i didn't get it um anyway yeah let's let's move on microsoft <laughs> half-life 3 kingdom hearts 3 yeah I mean, well, I mean it's on game pass so it all connects well and it's on pc now too so yeah there you go there we go <laughs> all these so, scores um, make a circle moving on moving on to yeah i guess to to, the things that that happened in the past or at least should have happened in the past um we got just a weird little mario party update Uh, it's not really like the biggest most news but it just it's super it's so super weird to me that like people finally got the thing that they've been asking for for two years (laughs) since the game came out which is the ability (laughs) to play online with your friends I mean, yeah, this sounds great. I mean, for people who have been holding on to their copies all this time, I'm, I'm sure there well, are people out You know out what? There I who... actually, I actually didn't get Mario Super Mario Party until uh, last year. Um, surprisingly, because yeah, like during you know when the when the pandemic first happened, um, it was uh, it was actually it was a birthday gift for my girlfriend uh, because I wanted it, and we were sort of like going, we were going to go like spend a week at her at her like sister's place. And uh, I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, like this would, you know, I'll bring the Switch. Like, this would actually be like a good game to have. So, we, you know, we can all hang out and play Mario Party. Um, so, yeah, I waited, I waited on getting it too because I heard, I had heard mostly good things about it, but I just sort of never got around to it. Like, yeah, for me, for me, it was like, I don't, I only have one set of Joy Cons, like a full Joy Cons. Like, I've got my one, my Switch came with, and then like, I've got, I've got like a handheld only one. And I uh, heard that like a lot of it needs two Joy Con sets. So, I just never got around to playing it. Plus, I don't do a lot of those like parties anymore. Like, if, like when <laughs> I'm too like adult now, I guess for that. Like now, it's all about you know talking about kids and stuff. But uh, yeah. the, like those days of having everybody over and like playing Wii are gone. It's like if people come over to play games, it's like tabletop stuff, or it's like just you know boring. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> not boring, but like you know, grown up discussions and stuff. You know? Interestingly enough, I mean, like Mario Super Mario Party, I think does feel like very like well designed for both like kids and adults like i think if you if you had got it and you had an extra ser- like uh, you know two extra like joy cons like you could probably play it with your kids like and they, they would get something out of it because it's, it's not super duper hard but it's not like you know the past couple uh mario parties where you know it's just nothing had consequence and it was literally just like designed for babies <laughs> like, they, like it actually does feel like you know more traditional mario rpg but like you know, I was doing that dumb thing too when it first came out where like I, even though I'd seen like it was getting mostly good reviews, like I was kind of like, oh, nothing will ever be better than Mario Party 2. Um, which I, I, I've, I've sort of recently corrected my stance on as well too as I was just thinking about it because like, you know, it's just like, it's, it, I was thinking about that, the, the whole thing about um, how like, how gamers are so like super mad about um, Smash Bros. Melee and how like, how like, nintendo doesn't like support it enough but like the sort of the reason behind that is even like you know um like sakurai himself kind of said that like he wanted mario or or mail or smash bros sorry i'm getting all getting all my games (laughs) uh mixed up here he wanted smash bros to be like a fun game like that you can play like what like with friends right and people gamers sort of took it to this like hyper extreme level it's why like you know 
melee is like the competitive only mode and he like sakurai like doesn't like that that people like hold melee to the standard and and all subsequent smashes to the standard because melee was the best for like competitive play mm. um and so i was thinking about that too in, in, in even in, in you know in regards to like mario party it's just like i like mario party 2 a lot i really do think it is the best one but like it is a ruthless fucking game like it's just like you you so like don't have a good time playing it and i think like the, the a, a lot of the problem with some of the later uh, iterations of mario party after it too was kind of like that like so much of it was like based around luck that like you know either either dumb stuff happens that you have no control over or like yeah like people just just tend to gang up on you and you're just like not having fun um yeah but like super mario party is designed in such a way that it's really like it's really enjoyable no matter what like it's it's a lot smaller and it's a lot more like fast paced which i think really suits a console like the switch well because uh, it is kind of actually designed around being able to take like the system out on handheld and still be able to play a game like mario party like you know with 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 like multiple joy cons on like you know just like sort of like on like in in handheld mode right like like on a tabletop they, like 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 what they show with once you switch when they first announced the switch. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like it's it's really it's actually really well designed for the console it's on. So like because because of that because it's a lot more like fast paced and like and like it's like a lot of the mini games too just they're just a lot more like fun like there's a lot less just like random bullshit all the time like and I was just like I kind of thought about that I'm just like I'm like you know like yeah like it's you know it's it's a game called Mario Party it's like why do we play Mario Party to not have fun <laughs> like <laughs> yeah we're at the end of it like you know people always make that joke it's like oh play mario party if you want to lose all your friends it's like why <laughs> i mean I, I i lose more friends playing smash because i'm like I'm, I'm at that point where i'm like not great at competitive play online or like I, i'd be destroyed in a tournament but i like can crush all my friends because they don't play the game so yeah. like mario party is a much more even playing field no matter what system it's on so like that'd be something i'd reach for before smash well that's and that's just, you know it's and that's the same thing too like i i I've probably mentioned it before on this podcast where it's just like it's like i i talk about it all the time with uh with you know one of this other guy that i work with who's a really big smash bros player like he actually like like he was trying to go competitive before um or professional before like the pandemic happened like and just like i say to him all the time it's just like you know i get on i you know there the moments where i want to play smash like I'll, I'll go online because yeah, it's the same thing with like with you, right? Like we're like, I'm like, I'm out of all my like circle of friends and everyone that I know, I'm probably the best like smash player you're going to find. Right. So if I play smash with them, like, unless we're, unless we turn on items and like super hard computers, I'm going to win every game and it's not even going to be a contest for me. Mm-hmm. And, and sorry, I'm sorry if that sounds like me bragging, but it just, it comes from years and years of years of playing with the most ruthless smash people, you know, um, and then yeah, like what? So but but then when I go online, like the people who play online who like aren't necessarily even better than me. They just they're just more like you know like that that really garbage competitive play where it's like they know how to tech and they know like you know they know like the pinpoint precise place to be. So like if you try to rec- like come off like a, like a ledge grab, they're gonna hit you no matter what because they're at that like like. 0.01% of a pixel space where they can hit you with an up A or like a forward smash or whatever. Like they just, it's like, 
that's that's to the, the 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 level where it's like yeah like now i'm not having fun like it's just you've made it so competitive that it's like any, literally anytime i boot up smash and jump online i come out of it like like feeling dejected like i was just like why did i even sit down and play this like this was just bullshit it's the and same no for like about- any fighting game really like it's yeah it's across the board like it's any fighting game you were picking like street fighter or anything yeah, it's gonna be the same way. Like you get all the pixel counters and the hit frame people. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's what I mean. It's just like it's just like like and like uh, like even like and there have been moments where I was just like I was like you know what I'm gonna try playing like this. If these if this is what it takes to win, I will do this. And I, like I don't know what it is my my lizard brain just isn't wired that way. Like I just physically fundamentally cannot play like that. Like I I don't know what it is. Like I I try to be cheese. And I just cannot. <laughs> um. That's kind of why I actually prefer games like like Fighter Z, where it's like I know I'm not very good at Fighter Z, but like at least the guys who beat me on Fighter Z like are legitimately good. Like they put the work in to like land those friggin' like hundred plus hit combos. And it's just like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, kudos to you. You didn't just like wait at the edge and friggin' like like not let me get back onto the stage. Like you actually knew how to do all this stuff. Like there's a lot of like like precision, like button pressing that needs to go on for something like that. So anyway, getting back to the point at hand. Um, <laughs> so yeah, now you can play online with uh, with your friends at Mario Party, which was always a weird thing that Super Mario Party didn't do was have like really um, like, I don't know, just like functional online. Like you can kind of get a board game going with like random people, but I, it's really weird how it works. And like, I don't know, it just like, it's like, you, you, it's for the most part, you can just do sort of like, like mini game challenges with other, like other people, like, um yeah the way i think that i i think there is actually a way you can play board game mode on it um but it's really weird and like i I don't know um it's it's just a weird it's just a it's just a dumb thing that you can like yeah it's just a it, it, it's it's super weird to me that like they did that it took this long to get to get there but you know you know uh, you know what better late than never i guess maybe they realized it's like hey you know pandemic's still happening maybe we should update this thing so people can play mario party with their <laughs> friends online because they're not going to each other's houses well i, I the better late than never thing is, is is the heart of it here i mean it's it's not uncommon for nintendo to be behind the times with online stuff it's been it's always been the case ever since they had or added the uh, internet access to the the DS with the dongle. Like, you know, they've always been one or two feet behind. So I, I wasn't God. surprised when this didn't have uh, internet functionality at launch. There's one reason, like one more reason why I didn't like invest in it because they like, I knew there wasn't an option. But you know, at least they put the time in. Like maybe they maybe this was put in motion like a year ago when. When it's it seemed like the pandemic was going to go on longer than everyone initially thought, and maybe just taking this long to come out, who knows? But good on yeah. them, good on them for for doing it. You know, no, I definitely, I definitely think you're right because I, 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 I'm not sure if it's one of those like not real internet things, but I remember there was this like famous quote. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was from um, from Shigeru Miyamoto, who basically said like someone someone had asked him about like like internet internet functionality on like the GameCube or something. And mm-hmm. he was basically just like, he's like, why would we ever do that? Like, people only go on the internet to, like, check their emails. He's like, you're not going to do that from, like, your Game Boy. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, why would we ever put the internet on our consoles? 
you know, even my emoto can be wrong sometimes. Yeah, I just it's yeah, it's it. Uh, it's nice to see like it, uh, you know, Nintendo kind of getting with the times in terms of like internet connectivity with you know like with the Switch, but it's still it still does a lot of weird things. Like yeah, like the way you know you have like the the dumb like friend codes and you know the the third party like the proprietary app that you need to do like voice chat unless you just have discord which is a lot easier to navigate um yeah i don't know it's T- tedious it, online access through smash and animal crossing and you know, yeah, even animal crossing i didn't i i was actually like a little like uh I, I probably annoyed is the best word to use when i found out that like yeah like you can't just like add friends to your animal crossing list like conveniently it's like like they, not only do they have to be on your friend list you know they have to come visit your island at least once and then you have to add them to like a separate like list of friends like uh, yeah just yeah. I, you know i part of me part of me kind of gets it you know they they are really uh, you know uh, uh, a, a a family and like kid forward company but like you know so they're trying to like i guess they're trying to put like certain like barriers in place that makes like so you're not just connecting with you know weirdos online all the time yeah like in, in some ways i don't mind them being a little bit behind like in terms of like i don't need all that stuff built in like i don't need to log into a game like fortnite and automatically have people telling me like or calling racist slurs for no reason, or just playing their their freaking <laughs> well, music but, in the background. I mean, background. but they can like, though. The, the whole the Fortnite doesn't work with any of that stuff. It's all like done through its own separate thing. It's just on the Switch. That's what I mean. Like, like I don't need the you know that that same kind of toxic like voice activity that's default in a lot of like you know PlayStation or Xbox games. Like, I I don't need that there. So I kind of like that it's not necessarily like, built yeah, in and baked into the Switch by default. But you know, when you do want to do something online, like. When you do want to visit someone's island and sell your turnips in Animal Crossing, then it's like you have to like oh my god, yeah, you have to wait all, for people to close their phones, and then you have to go through all the animations. It's all like, it's all spreadsheets online. Like there's there there is a purpose to it behind the scenes, but it just takes so freaking long. There's wait lists. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I'll never I'll never forget that getting in getting into the turnip game. It's kind oh, of why I, I stopped. I've been doing it again recently. That's why it's kind of a sore or the example I went to there. But well, I just yeah. I also I recently got off of Reddit, so I'm just like not like interested in going back there to try and like hook up with people who are gonna. Oh no no! Use AC Fan the app. It's all that's where it's at. Uh yeah, I guess that's true. I could do that. Well, speaking of Animal Crossing. Oh God! Speaking of Animal Crossing. Speaking of the reason I I deactivated my Reddit account. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, we got friggin' uh, goddamn ground. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I made the, I made this joke to myself yesterday that it's just like it's crazy to me that Groundhog Day isn't a real like event in Animal Crossing, just with like how predictable every like reaction to every announcement has been with Animal Crossing. So, um, just uh, just yesterday, uh, April twenty eighth year of our lord 2021 um nintendo actually updated animal crossing so that like some of the events that they that they added into the game last year um that would be like you know yearly events like have been sort of like expanded upon um i did the uh, i actually did the may day thing today they like they changed the the maze it was actually pretty it was like strangely it was it was simpler and yet it was still kind of more complex like (laughs) like the maze itself wasn't as 
like robust but sort of like the way that they did it like they the way they sort of like strategically placed you know the like um fruits about that you need to like dig up trees and smash rocks to progress the maze right. was actually a little bit more like well thought out like i actually had to restart the maze like two three times because i hadn't considered like what i was doing properly even right. though i was like taking my time and thinking like, i'm like so I'm like okay if i do this you know I, I dig out that tree i can get that thing over there and if i do this i can do that over there but then like there were like i was actually like like really like not uh like overthinking certain things and yeah it was it was actually interesting um because the first maze too was bigger but i didn't have to restart it i don't think once i think i did once but yeah yeah so like and then so yeah and then you you meet up with uh with rover again i'm not you know he says he'll send you a letter i'm not sure if it's if it's new i mean i could probably just time travel now that it's done and get the item and, and find out if i wanted to be that kind of you know, dickhead speedrunner of Animal Crossing. Well, I've uh, I, I I have seen what the item is. It's not it's not the briefcase. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So the, yeah, so it's it's new items and and um, you know, even yeah, like the 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 June event of like you know the wedding season with Reese and Cyrus. There's going to be like more like you know wedding themed items you can get um through like Nook shopping and everything. And uh, you know, in 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 a normal world, you know, in in a in a, in a better world. You would think that Nintendo putting out an update that's just saying, hey, you know these events that, you know, have been a staple of every Animal Crossing game where like every year, you know, it's the same event with the same items and you do it anyway because it's like, hey, it's a fun thing to do. Um, We're actually going to change it a little bit and, you know, give you some new stuff. And naturally, nobody was happy about it. (laughs) And I was just like, Jesus Christ, like it's, it really is like, it's Groundhog Day every single fucking time they put out an update, like, or, or, or just something like they can't like, like, no wonder I, you know, even, uh, you know, you know, you wrote the story about it, Chris. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, it, you know, I, I laughed a little bit cause you know, cause you had mentioned how they didn't, they didn't do a video this time. They just did like, sort of like a, like a, like a blog post. And I was like, yeah, no shit. They're probably tired of putting in all this effort for these things because nobody fucking cares. Like, nobody's happy about it. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the shine's kind of coming off the apple in that regard. Like, it's not like, like they're definitely kind of trying to scale back expectations a little bit, um, it seems, which is probably... Well, I, you know, like, expectations are through the roof already. So, I mean, they, they really the need thing, to like, pull it back. I don't even know if it's if it's that kind of thing where they're, like, they're scaling down because of, like, the lower expectations. Like, honest to God, at this point, if I were working at Nintendo, if I was on this little, like, media team that's just, like, you know, the people in charge of putting out these little, like, updates, and every single time I was like, oh, hey, you know, we, we made this, like, this cute little video that took us a week to make. Let's see how the how the fans are reacting to it. And every, everyone's just like, oh, this is bullshit. We want more. Where's Brewster? Where's this? I want... The older Animal Crossing games had more items. Pocket Camp is better because they give you more stuff that you have to pay for. We don't care. We'll pay for it. It's like... Like, if I were them, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, nobody is happy with anything we do. Fuck it. Make a blog post. Like, I'm not putting effort into this anymore. Like, just to get harangued online by a bunch of assholes who apparently just can't be, like, happy about Animal Crossing anymore. Like, and I just, like, you know, honest to God, yeah, I got into into the same, 
like stupid arguments that I get into people with, you know, all the time about Animal Crossing, whenever they update their things, it's the exact same arguments every single time. Oh, Pocket Camp, you know, is a, is a, is a free mobile game, but they give you more stuff. And we're going to blissfully look over the fact that it's a fucking gotcha style game. Now that's, that's tedious to play grindy as hell and really hammers in the microtransactions. Like, look guys, I was right there with everyone. I actually paid $5 for leaf tickets when, when pocket camp first came out because when it first came out, it was actually a pretty well put together game. I was genuinely surprised like how little emphasis was on the like gotcha mechanics and the microtransaction stuff. Like for a mobile animal crossing, it worked pretty well. And now it's just so garbage. Like how you could even possibly defend pocket camp at this, at this time is ridiculous to me. Um, you know, pe- people point to the older, older Animal Crossing games. Oh, uh, villager interactions were better. It's like, no, they weren't. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not. This isn't like a, like a, like a. You know, A equals B kind of comparison. But it's just like, you know, I- I've seen so many people online now point to like, oh, how the how the vill- villager interactions in, in previous games was so much better. It's like, how? Explain to me, because I've played every single Animal Crossing, and it's like they repeated the same lines of dialogue in the past games. They still they sent you on bullshit, nothing, you know, fetch quests all the time. Like nothing was new. So it's like you know, yeah, you could probably make the argument that like, oh well, this is a new game, so it should have done better. But it's like if you're gonna point to the older games as like as like the the, the pedigree to which the uh, New Horizons is supposed to be held, it's like you're not really making a point. And it's like, oh, well, characters used to come and visit your house. It's like, yeah. And they would, what would they, it's not like they would, it's not like friggin' Punchy came over to tell you about mi- how concerned he was about Mitzi's drinking problem, okay? <laughs> like, they stood around in your fucking house, said, oh, your wool clock is nice. I should get it for my house. Waste your time for five fucking minutes. And then you would just leave. And they'd be like, oh, you're leaving now? Okay, I guess I'll leave too. Like, like <laughs> it's, it's not comparable. It's not like, it's not like it was any better ever, okay? It was always just good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's or every time someone brings up the the villagers coming over to visit, I was like, yeah, that, that'd be nice to have back. And then I and then I remember that oh, they always just come over when I was just running into my house to like grab one thing or change one thing, and then like they would yeah. maybe wait two minutes. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, and the other thing too is that you know people PSA check the personalities of your villagers. Like, if you're seeing the same dialogue all the time, you might have two or three people who are the same personality type. There are like four or five personality types per gender or villager but but even even that is just like it's just such a non-issue like give me a break like like there are so many there are so many people that i see online who are like like again like trying to completionist this this game and just get all the the character photos for having like the best friend status with every with every villager and it's like they're literally treating like they're like they're trading cards so it's like, why do you even care? Like, <laughs> if the villager interactions aren't like interesting, you're gonna get rid of that villager at right as soon as you get their photo, and you can move on to the next one. Like, it's just, you know, it's it's a- just and and I and I don't even know. Like again, because like you know, like was it a thing? I don't I don't a hundred percent remember, but like was it like a thing in 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 like New Leaf? where you'd go visit someone's house and and another like animal would be there like visiting them already like. Do you think that maybe that's how they sort of like, you know, circumvented that whole people coming to your house and wasting your time for five minutes? They made it so, you know, like 
other villagers would be visiting other villagers and it would seem like a more like natural interaction I don't. I, I, that's a good point. I, I don't honestly remember if they used to do that. I just remember because I would be always be annoyed. I'd be running in my house to grab one thing, and then I'd get yeah. burdened. So I don't remember that particular one because it, it wasn't a thorn in my side. But and then the, and then the the, the the thing that that kills me too is that like every single time, like because you know every single time Nintendo puts out one of these content updates, it's like like the same trotted out argument about how like other games had more content, and it's like and they and they point to the stupid things like the mini games. Like, like, you know, the, 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 the nook or the, the, what is it? The, 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 the Tortimer Island minigames. It's like, first of all, those minigames were stupid. Okay. Oh yeah. This is so much fun. I'm going to shoot down balloons with other people. We, you know, <laughs> bug catching contest. You can still do that in this game. We like, it's like, give me a break. First of all. Any of you people who are arguing that like that was a thing that you that you totally did, you're a fucking liar. The only reason anyone ever went to that island was to farm beetles. Okay, like that's the only. It's such a it's such a ubiquitous, well understood thing that even the Game Grumps were able to make a joke about it in one of their Star Bomb albums. Okay, like like that's how well understood it is. Let's, uh, so let's, uh, let's 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 take a step back from the the Don Cherry box there. <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm just saying, like Jesus. No, I, I yeah, I, I get it. I mean, it's and, and New Horizons is like it's it's such a different game in the series if you think about it. Like it's not like the old ones. Like you have a different level of control, like a different set of priorities. Um, and yet, and the, and the expectations are so high for those. Like, there are a ton of people playing this game who would probably never touched an Animal Crossing game before, like be at Pocket Camp or the console games. So, like, they, you know, maybe saw for the first year that we kept getting these regular uh, updates and such and thought, well, this is going to continue. And then they now all of a sudden, without any further ado, they're just kind of stepped back from that. Maybe there's a sense of disappointment there. Maybe it stems from exceptionally high expectations, too. Like, that's can't discredit that. But I mean, personally, I'm. I'm in the camp where I was like, I would like more things to do in the game. I have over like 400 to 500 hours into it now. Um, and I'm kind of just chugging along a momentum. Like there are days where I go in and like, you know, I run around the island for 10 minutes and that's, that's it for the day. And there are other days where I go in and spend an hour, like farming, farming Nook Mile Islands and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, is, there, this I, is my I think about it too. Um, sorry, buddy. Okay. <laughs> like, cause like, you know, I've I've been playing this game every day for you know a like well over a year now. Like I was playing and and, and and keep in mind I was playing it like weeks before anybody else too, right? Because I got to review it. Mm -hmm. And like there is legitimately like not a time that I have booted this game up and been like upset about what it is. Like every Animal Crossing game has this exact same kind of like curve where you're like really excited when you start playing it you know you're playing it for like hours every day and you're so happy about it and then at the more you play it and the further you get you know it starts to like you know kind of like teeter out a little bit and then you're just sort of like you know are you are sort of just going in and sort of like doing your little like daily chores and running around for a bit and you know and it's just sort of like your little you know your mellow out game at least it should be. I don't know all these people who are apparently playing this like it's competitive. Like, like this is what I mean. Like, I, I probably clocked, like, as many hours into 
New Leaf as I did into New Horizons. But like, there's no denying that like, you know, towards the end of it, like I was going through the motions the same as I always was in every Animal Crossing game. That's just kind of the game that it is, mm-hmm. right? So like, I just, I don't, I don't understand where this, this, this level of expectation for it comes from like why people are so crazy demanding like that there needs to be all this content and all these furniture items and all this stuff it's just like like at this point why like why like Mm -hmm. what difference does it make you're still gonna go in play the game for 10 minutes if you don't see the furniture item that you want in the store you know and then you're gonna shut the game off and then the day that you do see it you're gonna buy it put it in your in your house or put it on your island and then shut the game off like and it's going to go the exact same you know familiar motions that's kind of what this game's bread and butter is it's it's that idea of 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 creating that familiarity you know just like having that simplistic life it's not this game that you know you need to you really need to like you know obsess over for hours upon hours a day even though you know I definitely did because you know, I, and and maybe it's a maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's it it is the problem that it came out. You know, it's the double edged sword of the time that it came out because not only like yes, it was the perfect game to come out. You know, when the pandemic started and we were all stuck inside, but at the same time, you know, we were all stuck inside and all we had to do was Animal Crossing, and now it's like we've just created this expectation because it's the only thing that we can do now. Like, it's the thing that filled the void, and now you know, it's becoming a void itself, you know, in some ways. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that I couldn't, that, that's such a perfect way to put it. Like, but I don't know, like I, maybe, maybe, and maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. Like, you know, because, because like, you know, there are very, like, so many, so many times I, I pop into Animal Crossing now and I look at something that I did like, like, you know, like months ago and I'm like, you know, could I, could I do that better? Like, you know, maybe I could fix that a little bit and, and, and I'll, and I'll, you know, I'll start redesigning stuff and like, or like you know, I'll go back to it and be like, ah, you know, I don't really like how I did that there. Like you know, how I how I fixed it. Let me let me try and put it back the way it was, or let me fix it differently. Like, it's just it just it just seems weird to me. Like that this is this is the thing that people are are like like so angry about. Oh, there's not enough there's not enough furniture. There's no there's there's not enough there's not enough things to distract me from the main game. It's just like. You want you want the stupid NES games back? Just boot up the Nintendo Online thing. Just stop <laughs> playing Animal. It's literally like the only like like you want like why do you want more reasons to not play Animal Crossing? Like, yeah, I mean, it, I'm kind of hoping that there's some kind of roadmap set or something for some kind of statement from Nintendo of like what to expect so that we can start curbing this back a bit. Like, like personally, I I would love to see bl- blathers and other buildings added to the game. I've been saving well, space on my island for 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 months for that stuff. If it's not going to happen, you, let me know. Like, and I'll find some other way to use that stuff on my island. Like, I'll tell you this much right now. So the last update put Animal Crossing at, and I, I figured it would. It put Animal Crossing at version one point ten point zero. Yeah. So if there is going to be like the like if there is going to be another content update, like it'll probably be something that pushes the game to version like two point zero. Like a welcome right, amiibos like, update for New Leaf. Like, yeah, there's like there's rumors about new like amiibo cards coming out. Like, so, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly too. Like, sorry, I just I heard amiibos and I thought my <laughs> my brain went to that place. But yeah, exactly. Like the way the welcome amiibo like pushed it up to like a you know a higher version number. Like, I just I I I can't wrap my head around it and I can't say it enough. Like the whole 
point of Animal Crossing is to just take it day by day, be patient, you know, and just just experience it. Like I, so I don't understand why that like mentality doesn't translate to real life, where like you know, people can't just be patient to like get stuff. It's just like. Like, is, is Animal Crossing literally the, the only game you have? Is this why you're so angry about it? Like, because you just want more to do? Like, and you don't own other video games? Like, like other games exist. You can go play them while you wait. Realistically, there might be people who don't, you know? A lot of people well, okay, the then you know what? This, this Animal Crossing game they've heard about, you know? Then, okay, then fine. Okay, then for those some, people, yeah. I understand why you're upset. <laughs> <laughs> but for literally every like the the 99% of other you know animal crossing players who own other video games just play them while you wait yeah i mean I, there was one interesting thing i well there was one interesting thing that i saw out of all this um not to fan your fires here but um someone translated some japanese tweets just to see you know there, there's an argument out there that like this is like a regional complaint but you know there are there are players in japan who are thinking the same thing like a oh, why is this quote unquote so much less don't uh, don't get out of sorts um than the previous games like you know it's well, there is an argument to me that there is less to do but it, like i said it's such a different yeah, beast but, uh, for I'm the not, series I'm, well again i'm not i'm not saying that the I, that the argument that there isn't enough that there isn't enough stuff in animal crossing isn't like a worldwide you know thought thing i'm not saying this is this is like specific to you know the states or canada mm-hmm. or english it's, audiences it's, period it, it, it's not a regional problem it's a gamer problem gamers just need to get over themselves and like just just kind of be happy with the thing that they have like there's it's it's not like it, 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 you know i could i would understand even more if it was like you know like oh animal crossing new leaf had like a thousand plus items and all these things to do and new horizons only has 10 items and none nothing to do it's like even when animal when when new horizons launched it launched with something like like 800 furniture items it's like okay i'm sorry that, that that's 200 less than you know <laughs> new leaf launched with but that's not a, a you know a, a an unsubstantial amount of things like there's so much to collect like it's just like, yeah. like what is the what is the issue here like there's just there's so much in this game already like what what's the problem <laughs> i mean part of it is the twitter um i was going to say echo sphere but like you know the yeah no twitter's a big problem it's it's part of the reason why again like like this this whole thing is like the reason that i'm trying to like get away from twitter like just i can't i don't think i can stop using it because like you know I get a lot of like information from it, but it's just, it's just that point where like now it's like, you know, going on Twitter and even going on Reddit, it's like Reddit is just a garbage website. I don't know why it exists anymore. Like it's just, it's so, it's so much nothing all the time. But like, there's just so much toxicity on Twitter all the time. Like it's just, it really just upsets me to be anywhere near it. Really need to, this is a good point in general too, not just for Animal Crossing or gaming, but in all things, I find it's really useful just to really curate the kind of stuff you're seeing. Like, I don't mind Reddit because I have I follow a few subreddits like is voted to certain ongoing games like the Final Fantasy Mobile games that are you know you know there's to talk about strategy and things like that. Maybe the odd meme, and there's nothing I I don't go deep into the comments. I don't see the toxicity. You know, just yeah. If if it's if it starts getting to you, 
social media is not worth it. Cut back on it, curate what you're seeing. And like, like I was, I was telling, I was telling an older friend who was using Twitter for, for business stuff. He's like, I, I, I'm just going to get off Twitter. And I said, honestly, you're better off of that. And like, I knowing you personally, this is just, this is not where you should be spending your time. <laughs> like, no, no, it's, it's really bad. Um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm genuinely trying to, to get away from it. It's just cause it's just, it's just so much like nothing. Um, but, uh, but you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Final Fantasy and I wanted to touch on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We still have some time because, oh buddy, you made me laugh so hard <laughs> with that, with the, with what you said in our in our uh, in our work chat, <laughs> so I don't know if, if you want to tell them tell the listeners about it uh, that they're this far in the podcast after so, that giant Animal Crossing rant. If anyone's still listening, yeah, um, <laughs> after another one of Jordan's Animal Crossing rants. Um, <laughs> I swear it's the last one. I promise we won't talk about this ever again. Well, we'll talk about Animal Crossing. We'll just uh, keep it keep yeah. it chill. Um, I'm like, done. Like everybody else, like everyone else should with Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, so. This week, there was a collaboration announced for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, Madeline Rusciuto, I really hope I'm saying your name right, Madeline, um, brought this to our attention in our uh, in our CGM Slack when the news was uh, brought to her attention. And uh, she started, shared the image of this uh, Butterfinger tie-in and the cursed mount, uh, as she calls it. And uh, I, I believe my comment was, look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> it was so funny because I read it in like the, in like the proper like voice. <laughs> <laughs> look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> and so I, oh, I basically couldn't stop you, laughing. If you spend five bucks on Butterfinger products, I'm not sure if they have to be specially branded or not. Um, you are able to uh, redeem your, or, or Take a, take a picture of your receipt and redeem it online at a, at a certain website um, to score a chakor pakor mount. Um, <laughs> I was just, I was literally just looking at the word. I was reading the article about it as you said it, you know, and I was just like, how the, how do you even say this? I don't know. Pakor. There was an R in there that I didn't expect. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's Butterfinger is, for some reason, they've been doing a lot of tie-ins with Final Fantasy, like like on an annual basis. Last year, there was a Final Fantasy VII remake one where you could get, you know, certain accessories, which were is later that... added for free. Um, Come on, I didn't even, I don't even remember. That's not true. It's no, it's hundred percent true. I don't even remember that. They're they're now available, I think, just as general DLC. But at first, you could only get it um, through the Spotterfinger promotion, which I believe like was the... region locked. Did it replace like the Buster Sword with a giant Butterfinger? That would have been more interesting, I think. Oh my that god, that would have made more sense in a way, <laughs> in a strange way. Um, smashing people with a giant wrapped Butterfinger, <laughs> or just Barrett just shooting up chocolate bars or yeah. something. <laughs> it's uh, so delicious. And you know, or, or, or Tifa punches you, and chocolate flies everywhere, or something. That oh would my have god. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's just. It's, 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 <laughs> Tell me, was it? Let, shall I give you a butterfinger? <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you this butterfinger. <laughs> that truly is despair. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you despair. Um, yeah, no. Uh, as a child of the '90s, too. Every time I, I think butterfinger, I just, I, I think of those Simpsons promotions. But oh my god, um, I know. Now, now it's becoming synonymous with uh, 
Final Fantasy VII in a way. That's kind of why yeah, I laughed that I, I sent you that that clip from The Simpsons where they throw them in the fire and they just, <laughs> just they all just fly out, not even singed. <laughs> even the fire doesn't want them. Which That's I don't, a- I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, don't get me wrong; these kinds of promotions are are stupid. Nothing like the whole like cup noodle promotional tie-in that they did in Final Fantasy 15 where uh uh what's his name is just going on and on about how amazing cup noodle is and oh, how gladiolus, yeah. those, those lonely nights on the uh, out in the out on the out on the patrol you know and he, he could he found solace in the in the warm delicious silky goodness that is cup noodle <laughs> the ultimate the ultimate meal or whatever 3000 milligrams of salt guys like don't eat those ever <laughs> Eat real you know, ramen, please. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's funny too because I remember it was it was it really was that thing that it, it kind of worked because at the time, like you know, when I was playing Final Fantasy 15 and I, I did the cup noodle like quest, I I, I was at the grocery store and I just saw like because usually you know like you know, usually you only really see like Mister Noodle here in Canada. Like it's it's rare that you actually see like like proper like cup noodle branded like instant ramen. So I saw it and I was like, oh shit! Like I you know I want that. So I got it. And then yeah, like I was, I, I had no idea because I never actually looked at like the nutritional info, like on a on like a like a like a bowl of like instant noodle ramen, and I saw like just how much sodium is in it. Welcome to and your even 30s, though I my ate friend. it, yeah. <laughs> even though I ate it, I was just like, yeah, never again. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a good point. The after the Final Fantasy fifteen one, like the following year, they did a tie in with uh with the, with the NT. Where you could get um, XP items or something. I I forget exactly what, what do you get for it from specially branded packs of whatever noodle. And I made a habit of checking my local grocery store every time I was there to see if they had it, and they never did. But uh, I, I I would have bought that stuff, and I would I I would never consider eating it now. But you know, it was but it, it it was dumb too because you had to go on this whole quest that this is what I remember from fifteen. You have to go on this whole quest to like get like different like kinds of like 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 animal meat to like cook and you could like get this like this like special like you have to like you had to like make this like special recipe that was like you know like fresh meat added on top of a a, you know some like cup noodle minced meat is the key to every perfect cup of noodles but you don't but you don't get to keep that recipe because if you ever go camping ever again like you could you could just have like cup if you could just go to the guy who sells them and buy like regular like cup noodle and you could just make like instant noodles for your like nighttime meal but like you can't actually make the like special recipe that you make like during that quest it's just not available to you so i, I never i never understood how, why that was a thing yeah that was kind of weird I, I, I never thought about it that way i just i, I just laughed at the quest because the the voice cast of 15 for the for the for the four bros is just so good and they pulled it off like oh, yeah. it's such a surreal kind of dumb moment but they like i loved that quest as dumb as it was oh yeah no, because I, I, I don't know. It's it's uh, I, I was particularly funny too because yeah, like I was I was playing it in Japanese, and it's just that really great thing whenever like you know you have like Japanese actors, you know, like with their like you know like like Japanese accent, saying like English like branded words. <laughs> and, yeah, Gladiolus is just screaming to the heavens about Kapanudoro. Uh, <laughs> like oh my god, it was just I, I it just made it so much more enjoyable. <laughs> It's you know tie-ins like this are not like unheard of. Like even even in the fall, there was Halo Infinite stuff that uh, came out, even though the game didn't. 
Like yeah, the, yeah, it's, I, that's that's actually kind of a thing that's been bothering me a lot, especially particularly with Monster Energy because I do like I do genuinely enjoy as as listeners will know I do genuinely enjoy Monster Energy and just seeing like yeah like all this like promotional Halo stuff on every can even though the game isn't even out yet and we don't even like have that much like gameplay footage or anything that we like really know about it. <laughs> this is it's it is kind of annoying. Side side note, I I I'd love how last year no one was able to pull their products with special branding off the shelves. It was a really surreal moment. Like, you know, the, the few times you do go out shopping for groceries and like physically and you see like Black Widow on stuff, like Black Widow toys coming out or like the Halo Infinite XP code packages for, for Doritos well, you or know, whatever. The thing, the thing that kills me is just is like when like when this promotional branding stuff like just doesn't make sense. Like because I remember I remember it was like when when Ge- uh, was it Ge- uh, Gears 4 or Gears 5? Um that like they were they were yeah <laughs> gears five for whatever reason were like doing like promotional tie-ins on boxes of like chips ahoy cookies <laughs> and i was like i'm like this is a this is this is a treat for children like literal children and you're putting like you know like angry friggin' uh what the hell's his stupid name? I haven't played Gears in so long. I forget. Angry John name. DiMaggio. Yeah, John, we'll just say John DiMaggio <laughs> <laughs> on on a box with this like bloody friggin' Lancer on a box of like you know treats for toddlers. And I was like, you know, if this was on a box or a bag of like Doritos, I would get that. If this was on a box of like you know premium plus saltine crackers i would get that or if it was like, mario's face in the bag of cookies instead of the game where beefy men yeah. stop aliens heads in regularly or chainsaw like, each other to death while they scream exactly that would make more if this was on, if this was on a on a on a package of like chuck ground beef it would make more <laughs> sense <laughs> than, a, than a bag of chips ahoys with the, with the bright blue packaging oh, oh my god i can't believe they missed that opportunity now you mentioned that's that. what I, exactly oh my god oh my god put this on a bottle of friggin uh bullseye barbecue sauce <laughs> it's a real sauce for real men playing real video games it's like oh come to think of it too it's, it's kind of insulting that they put like any generic shooter on doritos or red bull or whatever and it's like yeah you like shooting games put put this hot garbage in your body well that's but again like you know that fight okay like you know doritos mountain dew and red bull have like ha- you know they they they've made themselves the they gave themselves the reputation for being like you know the the choice of gamers worldwide <laughs> you know this was a joke even before because i remember when i was in high school and my friend made some dumb comic that i that i i don't know why she did it it was like these like fish and <laughs> And they were going to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and for some reason, the guy asked, like one of the like the fish friends asks the guy for the password to like get into the game of D and D, and the password was Cheetos and Do. <laughs> so, like even back then, we understood that like if you were like a nerd playing Dungeons and Dragons or like World of Warcraft, your 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 fuel of choice was most likely going to be Mountain Dew and Doritos. Uh, I'm I'm gonna date myself here, but uh, the best option that I ever found was uh, in the summer of what was it, 2002 or 2003, whenever SOCOM came out. Uh, 
day spent with a two liter bottle of Pepsi Blue by my side playing SOCOM. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've talked. We've, I think we've talked enough about Pepsi Blue on this on this. Have we really? This podcast. It's just a recurring thing. Oh god, yeah. I, well, I'm, I mean, I'm still picturing Marcus Phoenix's Phoenix's face on a on a pack of a pound of beef. Oh yeah, no. They, there it is, Marcus Phoenix. You got it. We yeah, there it is. It. That came to um, mind instinctively. Yeah, I know. If anyone, if anyone from uh, from any like you know ground beef company wants to wants to give me a call, we'll work out the deets <laughs> for that uh, gears of gears of war tie-in. Gear six has to happen, doesn't it? Like, I mean, just you don't have to work out the deets. Just just kick, just give me a little kickback, please. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an idea you can take to the bank. Oh my god, um, I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll Photoshop that later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's your podcast thumbnail. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Oh man. On that oh, note, well, uh, on that note, I mean, uh, we, we we can we can wrap it up with just a little just a little mention uh, of something that I thought was kind of cool. Um, so uh, so it turns out that uh, that uh, Netflix is bringing their uh, Canadian headquarters to Toronto, which I thought was really cool because we're you know we're based out of like Ontario. You know, some of, most of us are pretty close to uh, to the city, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool thing. I don't know what I don't know what that means you know in uh, in general, but uh, you know hopefully. Uh, it uh it'll help uh help sort of like bring some you know some new some new uh like economic uh you know growth to the to the city like i know especially now with the pandemic things have been getting pretty hard so maybe uh, if it helps create some new jobs and especially too because toronto is such a such a like a like a like a well-used location for like filming stuff like like maybe even like you know however this works for like certain netflix originals that they're already just like based in canada like or kind of how Toronto is like New York by proxy, just because so many uh, so many films or, or TV shows will use Toronto as New York. Yeah, exactly right. Like, yeah, that's that's what I that's what I meant. Like, it was uh, you know tr- either b- between Toronto and Vancouver. Like, you know, you're you're you're, you're a lot of places <laughs> have been either Toronto or Vancouver. And yeah, I mean, realistically, Toronto is pretty much a, a dead ringer for this. You know, Vancouver shoots or they're there's a lot of sh- stuff shot in Vancouver, but you know, when people think Canada, they think Toronto for the most part, I think outside of, outside of, yeah. unless you, unless you need a, unless you need a cheap, like semi European surrogate, which you're probably going to like, you know, Montreal for Montreal, Quebec city. Yeah. Yeah. That well, would have been interesting to see if it, if it had gone to like Ottawa or, or to Montreal, but uh, you know, no Toronto, I think Toronto is definitely more, uh, like a more like like urbanized center, you know what I mean? Like, I think Quebec people people tend to go to Quebec at least for you know I haven't I haven't been to Quebec in forever. Um, but it's more like you know if you're going to Quebec, it's more for like you know the like the 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 sort of like the historic downtown, you know what I mean? Like, tr- like kind of like you said, tr- like it, Toronto is kind of like the New York of you know of like Canada. Yeah, and, and and you have all the areas around the GTA as well. Like you have all, all the stuff on the outskirts. Like you know, yeah. I, I I live hours from Toronto, but I feel like I'm you know in the on the outskirts of it in a way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think you think uh, you think to like um, like I know like like certain uh, what was it? There were certain scenes of like Resident Evil Two that were filmed in like it's sort of like in like Caledon East, sort of like Brampton area. Hmm. I remember because one of my friends who lived there during uh, while we were in high school, she was like taking the bus home and she saw like uh, like the like the set and there's just like like a bunch of like zombie people walking around. Oh, nice. There was there was, and, some, uh, there was I something think... I saw on, on one of my rare visits to the city. Like I like I saw a film set for something that I can't for life of me think of what it was. 
Well, yeah, I, me- I remember a few years ago too. I saw um, there was like a whole like like block of sort of like semi like downtown Brampton like sectioned off, and I was kind of like, you know, my the girl I was dating at the time, I was like, well, you know, what I'm like, what's all this about? Um, and she's like, oh, apparently they're shooting some like Matt Damon movie here or something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, there's a lot, a lot of a lot. It's like you don't you don't really notice it, but like a lot of filming does does go on in. Uh, in Toronto, I think even my brother said my brother was working downtown, and uh, like just like 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 down like like from the building he was at, like like down like like he could see like across the street there was like a like a film set, right? Like I think I think it might have been one of the Marvel movies. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah the, they they one of the one of the one of the Marvel shows recently had something to do with Canada in the credits. I noticed, but I didn't catch what it was. So yeah. something had been filmed up here for WandaVision it, or for it, Falcon or something. Yeah, I mean, most likely it's like Vancouver because they they shoot a lot of like forest locations in Vancouver. Yeah, and like ever since Smallville, or maybe even before that, it seems like a lot of the superhero drama TV shows do their stuff there. Like I think all the Berlanti verse DC stuff, like Supergirl and stuff, films there. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Well, I mean, it's also like tax write offs too, right? I know Vancouver specifically does offer like a lot of like benefits to filming there to like so. Yeah, it's just a cool little bit of news to uh to close off this uh semi angry podcast. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like they're making a really big investment in in production up here, so that'll be nice, you know, when current lockdown ends and things improve a little bit whenever that happens, yeah. you know, to have the, that kind of backing driving the recovery would be nice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we still got that fat idiot in power, so Yeah, well don't yeah, don't get we'll me. See. Uh, so we'll see how how he how he bungles that up too. Don't uh, that'll be my turn for a rant if you keep get on you that. Started. <laughs> That's our separate uh, political podcast. That's my all, all my unread tweets. <laughs> Pixels and polica and politics. Yeah, that's uh, be a time for a rare Chris rant on that one. Anyways, I mean, I, I read them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's a lot. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. It's it's no, it's terrible. Uh, dude, three whole days. Can you believe it? Since. Three? No, oh, no, oh, that, that, it, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that after. <laughs> anyway, let's let's wrap it up because we've been here for uh, for a while now, and we got things to do. So, as always, thank you for listening to the Pixels and Ink podcast. I know we kept you for quite a while, and I'm sure you all tuned out when I started yelling about Animal Crossing. <laughs> but for a few, whoever of you who's still here, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to read about any things we talked about today, you can check them out at cgmagonline.com. Uh, if you want to check us out on the social medias, you can check us out on uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, CG Mag Online. Uh, we're on YouTube also too. So just uh, look, search uh, CG Magazine. It's one of the weird things where like CG Mag Online didn't really didn't really translate well for us. I don't know. It's, it's a it's a weird game that YouTube. Um, and if you want to check me out on uh, Twitter uh, or even uh, Instagram, you can check me out at Ninja Jordan um, Ninja Jordan underscore on Twitter and just like Ninja Jordan on on Instagram. Uh, you can also check me out on YouTube at Ninja Jordan Reviews. Chris, where are you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hoogathy, that's H-O-O-G-A-T-H-Y, or on Twitch at Guild2Taps. Awesome. And as always, remember to stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask, wear two masks, you know, 
go get your vaccine when you're uh, available, when it's available to you, when you're when you're eligible. Um, you know, I know I, I ain't gonna hesitate when I, when my time comes, and uh, and keep listening to great podcasts by great people. <laughs>